Blog Talk Radio. Saturday, August 23rd, 2014, and you are tuned in to another episode of The Missy Show, your source for fun and informative pet topics. I'm your host, Jay, and on board with me once again is my lovely co-host, Dee. How you doing, buddy? Hello, Jay. Hello, all our listeners out there. (laughs) Hello, listeners. Had a little technical difficulty there because normally the song starts on its own. But this time it reverted back to how it used to be where I had to manually make it play. So that that was the little delay. So that time it was just like a second delay. That was it. Because I knew it was coming. I was like, where's the song? Because <laughs> yeah. I remember when we first added the music, it I had to do it manually. And then, you know, because there was one episode where we got to say a little intro thing and then I could manually start the music. And then when I tried to do it the next episode, I was trying to say something and then it just started playing. So, okay, I don't know what's going on, but have to do this it myself. This is how we roll. Time. This is how we do it. This is how we do it. <laughs> this is how we do it. It's, you never know what you're quite going to get with us. <laughs> no, you don't. But, hey, that that's a good thing. We're spontaneous. We're going with it. It sounds a little all over the place at times, but it's our show. It's our show. This is how we do it. So sit back, relax, strap in, and hang on. See, there you go. There you go. On this hot, hot Saturday isn't it hot out there? Afternoon, God, it is so hot. Everybody, please take care of your pets. Make sure, first and foremost, don't leave them in a car. Don't leave them. No, you know, please don't. Just be careful. If you don't want to sit in a hot car, if you don't want to sit outside, it's just too hot. Take care of your pets. Make sure they're okay. Treat them the way you would like to be treated. Please. Yeah, please make sure they have plenty of water, especially if you're dealing with an outdoor pet. You know, please make sure they have a shady spot they can be in, have plenty of water. Just take care of them, please. Exactly. Please, please, please. Before we get started, I just want to take a moment to give a special shout-out to all of our international listeners. And in the past, we've always given a shout-out to India, and we're still giving our shout-out to India because they, they were one of our original countries who's been with us India from the beginning. And everybody else is listening. Thank you so much for your support. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much, and we hope you continue listening. But I want to give a special shout-out to our listeners in Germany and also our listeners in Poland. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you continue to listen. And for any other country out there, you know, who's listening, including our country, all our listeners in the United States, we're very grateful. We love all of you guys, and we hope you continue to tune in. Thank you for the support. Thank you very much. Today, our topic is going to be about heroic pets. Heroic pets—that's a great topic too, Jay. I have to tell you, that's a great topic um, to, to talk about because you think about—you know—you hear about all the stories of, of of you know brave men and women and people that just you know jump to the to the call of duty for somebody to help and save them, and you think about okay. Men and women do it, but what about the, the, the pets? Are there pets out there that do it? Which, of course, there are. 
Okay. Yeah, because all you have to do is, you know, be on the Internet, look at the news, and you're kind of seeing it all over the place, especially. And I'm sure you've probably seen the video of the cat that saves the little boy. Did wait, you see that one, Dee? Oh, wait, what is this? It's it, it was a, a little boy. Um, it was in Bakersfield, California, and he was in his driveway, and he was attacked by a dog. A dog just sort of came out of oh, nowhere and ran did. up on him. I did. I'm sorry. I did. I'm sorry. I did see that. Yes, I still saw that. <laughs> and and the cat just sort of runs out like gangbusters, you know, and and he just. He gets on that dog, you know, and, and, and the dog runs off, and then the cat sort of runs behind him like, I told you, and you better not come back, you know. Don't come in this yard anymore. <laughs> come in my yard anymore. This is my, <laughs> this is my house. <laughs> I love yeah, it. Yeah, but, but that's how, you know, just a regular tabby cat, and that, that's how she ran out, and, you know, but she, you know, essentially saved the little boy, and they got mm-hmm. it, on, I guess, on their surveillance video, and it got uploaded on YouTube, and it sort of went viral, and it's been everywhere. Exactly. You love, I love to see stories like that. I love, love, not that I want to see a story where a dog is kind of going after a poor little baby, but you love to see where, you know, especially when it's another animal jumping in to say, hey, back off, back, back off. Yeah. Back off. This is my house. You're not coming up in here with that. You better take it on somewhere. So that is so cool. I remember, yes, I, I now I remember seeing that video because, that cat charged like it had a, like it was on a mission. <laughs> it was on a mission to go and take care of business like, oh, no, no, you will not. So, and, you know, that's the thing. I think a lot of people don't consider cats to be that type of animal. You know, we would think of a dog doing that, you know, being really protective and stuff. So it was interesting to see a cat take on a dog, although I do know it's possible because there was a time that we were out in our yard and there was a dog. He was just minding his own business, but, you know, he decided he wanted to cut across our front yard. And me and my husband were outside, and Missy was out there, and, you know, she liked to go outside and sniff around in the grass and in the bushes and eat some grass and stuff, and she sees the dog, and she's like, uh-uh, this ain't happening. And she and, and mind you, Missy has been declawed. So she oh. was declawed at this time, but that did not matter to her. So she charges this dog. This dog is, like, so much bigger than her, big old dog, and she runs out there in the yard and charges it. Oh, and, and the thing is, the dog was just like, okay, okay, I'm leaving, I'm leaving, you know, because he, he was just a friendly little sappy, not little, but he was a sappy dog, you know, even though he was really big. And, and Missy was like, I told you, now you better go on somewhere. And, and the dog, sure enough, he left. But I'm like thinking, I'm just like, Missy, you better get your butt back here. This dog could just mongrelize you. You know now, you know my theory on Miss Missy, because you know she's a diva of all divas. I'm sorry. <laughs> She just rolls like that. Missy, I just see her with, you know, a slip switchblade down under her. <laughs> but she can just take care of it. So, you know what? I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm surprised. Because, no, Missy was just doing what Missy would do. Yeah. If I need somebody on my team, I want Missy up there in front. That's all I'm going to say. I'm seeing Missy all the way. And, and she she um she got like that with another cat, too. And, and another house we lived in, there was a cat who was in our backyard, and we were letting Missy out to just go outside and do her thing, and she was like, I'm not having this, and she charged that cat, and she was about to go over the fence and chase the cat into another yard, and my husband had to go out there and call her back because she, at that time, she had her claws, but she was determined that that cat was going to learn a lesson, and so we had to kind of pull her back in that moment, so I, Missy, she's, 
she's something else. I'll put it like that. Well, you know what? Not to not to take away from Missy, but if we're going to share our own little personal heroic pet stories, well, I have to, I have to give it up for my 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 angel puppy, Mr. Boomer. He wasn't really doing a heroic deed for me, but of course, you know, when we first brought him here, my mom became the caretaker because I had to work, so she, he bonded with her first, and so he became her protector, and so. <laughs> I don't know what happened, but one morning, and I think I've told you this story before, where one morning, all of a sudden, I don't know, my mom was up, I just remember hearing something fall, and she was out in the backyard, and something happened where there were some more dogs that were coming, and she fell, and Boomer was out there, and he was like, whoa, wait a minute, did you just attack my Nana? <laughs> all I know was... By the time we got there, Boomer had the three dogs pent up against the house. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> he was getting ready to, to – they weren't even moving. He had them all up against the house, like, somebody's going to answer for my nana over there. <laughs> <laughs> so. And Boomer was a, a fairly large dog, so I'm sure he was pretty intimidating to them. He was intimidating, and he was kicking butt and taking names because <laughs> – he loved his Nana, and he was very protective of her. If You know, even if he went at her, he would never, like if my father kind of made a motion to her in a way that maybe he thought he would kind of give like a little growl, like, hey, hey, what you doing? <laughs> what, you, what you doing? And we're like, okay, it's fine. It's okay. But he was very protective of her. And that particular morning, I don't quite know exactly. I'm quite sure there was a lot more to that story, but... Needless to say, it came down to Boomer saying, "You know what? Y'all were trying to go at my nana, and I have to, I have to let you know who's boss here." And all I know is he had him up against the neighbor's house, pent up against the three of them, pent up against the wall, and he was literally going back and forth like, "Who's, who's gonna get it first? Who's gonna get it first? Who, who knocked my nana? Down? Who knocked my nana down in the dirt? Do you, do you see her over there, face down in the dirt, and in the dirt? Somebody's got to pay today." So I'm like, "Oh my lord." And you know what? That would have been so awesome if y'all could have got that on video. I would have loved to see that. That would, you know, that would have been like great because he was in. I mean, literally, where his hair on his back. I mean, he was in attack mode. He was really in attack mode. Where his hair on his back was just like standing straight up, and it was because they. I don't know if they. It was just sometimes you know in our where we live, people let the dogs kind of just roam or what have you. And I don't know if there was a lot of them or something happened to the fact where she came out and she'd fallen down. And I don't know if he thought maybe they had made her fall down, but they were in the in the area that she was in. And he just assumed that they were the ones who made her fall down and he wanted to get them away from her. And he got them away from her, all three of them. And I think they were like, wait a minute, wait, hold on. I don't think they were doing anything to her or whatever, but they were all just in the vicinity. And he literally was just, he had him up against the wall, all three of them. And I thought, wait a minute, what is happening? I've got my mother over here in the dirt. The dog. I'm like, what is going on right now? So, yeah. I guess those poor dogs, they were in the wrong place at the wrong time. It was just guilt by association. They were in the in, in his area. They were too close. It's not uncommon for dogs to kind of cut through your yard, to kind of get to where they're trying to go. It's not uncommon to look out your window and see a stray dog just kind of go through your yard. You're like, okay, 
that's the neighbors, you know, from down there. And I think they all kind of were just kind of hanging out together. And I just think they picked the wrong morning to do that. <laughs> I the wrong morning to do that because he was not having it, and I think he just associated them with making her fall, and he just had to, you know, hey. He took care he of the mood. Boomer wasn't in the mood that day. He was not a morning dog anyway, so no, he was not in the mood. Well, I, I certainly do believe that pets can be very protective of their owners and any family member in the home because, as I shared on another episode with my dog Practical that I had, you know, sometimes my mom, you know, she would comb my hair out on the back porch, you know, we'd just be out there getting some fresh air. But I was so tender-headed that I would cry a lot when she would comb my hair, and I was just yeah. very vocal. And he would just be sitting out there, and he'd just start growling because, I guess, to him, you know, he knew my mom was hurting me, but he didn't understand it. it. She was just combing my hair. She wasn't, like, physically doing something to me on purpose. But in his mind, he was like, okay, what are you doing to her? And so he would just start, you know, like, growling at her and just, like, mean-mugging her and looking at her the whole time. And so a lot of times when that would happen, you know, she would have to just sort of stop for a while and let me calm down. And, and then even I would realize it and not be like, okay, let me shut up because it looks like he's about to go cujo on my mom. <laughs> You know, and, and it's like when I stopped crying, he would calm down. But it's yeah. like he would still be vigilant and he would sort of keep my mom in his sights, you know. And, and he liked my mom and everything too, but I guess he understood that she was bigger than me and I was a child perhaps and I could have actually been hurt or whatever in his mind. So I know that they can be very protective, but the more controversial thing that I think a lot of people may not agree about is that whether or not your pets can sense when something is physically wrong with you. Like when you hear these cases of people who are about to have a heart attack or they have had a heart attack or their house is on fire or something, well, not so much that scenario, but just where something's physically wrong with you and the pet knows that something is wrong. Yes, well, you know they have the dogs that are trained to, you know, sense those things now, where if, if, if they train them, and I have a story here, actually, where they train, they're trained to kind of sense, okay, if a person is um, might have seizures or something like that, they can kind of sense when the seizure is going to happen prior to the, even the person knowing that the seizure is about to come on. Um, and I think I recall actually being in school with a classmate. I think, I don't know if I was in junior high, and they actually had a service dog um, with them. And that the service dog, the, the student actually would suffer from, from seizures. And the service dog was trained to kind of know when this was about to happen. And I think it actually happened one day where the person, the dog would kind of get the person and kind of push them up against the wall. And I got, I even remember this, but I think they kind of pushed the, the, the boy up against the wall. And he did kind of go down into a seizure. And, and it was just like, he was like, oh, okay, all right. But we, he would, because he never would come to school a lot, but sometimes he would come to school and he would have the dog with him. And um, he was not in our class, but he was in someone else's class. And I just remember it being a big commotion and it was, you know, him and it happened where the dog could sense or sense that there was a seizure about to come on and so that he would get him in a situation where he would kind of weigh and, and to alert him to let him know, you know, something, something's changed, something's different. They can pick up on that stuff. They can, they can sense it. I just think they have so many abilities that we probably just haven't even tapped into. Oh, yeah, yeah, that kind of goes along with what we were um, talking about on our um, repeat episode that we did last Saturday with Pets and the Paranormal, I definitely think that they 
they have a sense, sort of like a sixth sense, that perhaps mm-hmm. human beings can't tap. Let me not say we can't tap into it, but most of us aren't attuned to it. And yeah. I think they are. I just, I just, I truly, truly believe it. I just, I just, know, I mean, I can just, you can just feel it from your own pet. When you, I'm not quite sure when you are around Missy or something like that, you can just kind of sense that you know that she's sensing something and she can sense something from you. Because I swear to you, like I, I said before with, with him, with Boomer, when he was here, I would just have a horrible day. And it's like, normally he would greet me, of course, but on those days when it was just like, you know, I just want to take a bath, go to bed and eat some chocolate. He would just know when to give me extra attention, and he would go even so far as to kind of put his little head on my lap and just be like, oh, okay, you had a bad day. Or he would take his little paw and put it up on my knee and just, just kind of rub me. And I was like, yeah, I need a hug. Yeah. <laughs> and I just think they know, especially when you've been with that pet for a long time and they can kind of you pick up on each other's rhythms. You pick up mm-hmm. on each other's kind of patterns and stuff, so. I truly believe that. I, I sincerely believe it because I know there have been plenty of times, and, and I kind of wrote about this on my blog a couple of days ago, where um, Missy, you know, she could just sense when I'm not feeling well because there will just be times where I'm just sort of laying around and I'm just, you know, just kind of not doing so well physically. And then she she will tend to just stay in the bed with me. I mean, she always likes to kind of lounge around on the foot of the bed when I'm in the bed anyway, but when I'm not feeling well, I notice she'll actually come up higher in the bed and she'll actually kind of nuzzle down next to my side. And there have even been times where she will climb on top of my stomach. Oh, and and Missy is a sort of, you know, she's a, a kind of heavy cat. She, she's a furry, fat, fat little cat furry fat ball of fur, and she'll just kind of lay on my stomach. And she will she won't stay there really long, but it's almost like she's just saying, I'm just making sure you're okay. I can tell you're not feeling well, and I'm, I'm here for you. And she'll just be laying on my stomach, and then she'll be like, okay, I know I'm heavy, so I'm going to get off of you now, and I'm going to go back to the foot of the bed. But she would stay in there with me. And, and it's weird, and usually I'd be having like a, a stomachache or something would be wrong, and she would just come and get on top of my stomach. See, there. I mean, I just, I just, it, I think they know. It's just like a mother with a child, or you know, a parent with a child, that you can just sense when there's something wrong with your child. You just know when there's something wrong. You know, that that child or something isn't doing right, or something's not right. And you kind of ask, "What's wrong? Is something the matter with you?" I think they have the same. They just can't ask you that. You know, they can't just verbally say. Something wrong with you? <laughs> you know that there's something going on, or they know they can sense that there maybe there's something not right, or something like that. So mm-hmm. you know, because mm-hmm. I know I, in the research I was reading about a man who was um I don't know if he was out hiking, but but he was some ways a good little ways from his house, and um he started having like the symptoms of a heart attack, and he was trying to make his way back to his home. And one of his dogs, I think she licked his hand or whatever, but I, I think she sort of went on about her business. But then he had another dog, and I guess the dog picked up on the fact that, okay, something's not right here, something's wrong with him. And he said the dog stayed with him, and it, the dog just kept on barking. It just kept barking, you know, hysterically barking. And the man said that um, his wife was due to go out and do some errands, so he was afraid that she wasn't going to be there anyway by the time he made it to the house, even if he could make it. But the dog just stayed with him, and it so happens his wife was actually on her way 
out to the car to go ahead and leave and do her errands, and then she noticed that she heard their dog just off in the distance just barking, and she was like, well, I wonder why, you know, so-and-so, you know, she was wondering why her husband wasn't making the dog be quiet, and she was like, well, okay, he's been barking an awfully long time now. I wonder what he's barking at like that. And so she ended up, you know, going to investigate it, and then that's how she discovered that her husband was in trouble. You know, luckily he hadn't passed out or anything, so she was able to help him all back to the house, and then they were able to get him some help by calling 911. Wow. Wow. And you just, you hear stories, you know, and I just, I can't even, and I just truly believe that, you know, if you were in trouble, Missy would probably try to do something for you. And, you know, if Boomer was still here with me, he would try to do something for me. I just, they, they are in tune like that. You mm-hmm. are there. You know, you're in their pack. You know, animals, you know, travel in packs and stuff. So you're a part of their pack, and, and they're going to just take care of you. I just, oh, that just warms my heart. Because that's what I know. I know. I know. my heart. I love I'm kind of I'm tensing up about the part of your research where I know it's going to be something sad. I'm like, oh, God, because you know, I, I know you found some sad stuff. I, I was just looking and reading stories about it. I thought about, of course, we hear the current stories about, you know, the cat saves, you know, someone's life, the dog saves someone's life or whatever. But I was wondering, what about throughout history where there's stories about heroic animals that kind of, you know, stuck out maybe at that time there was current news you know, just like ours is current news now, at that time it was current news. And I ran across a story. <laughs> I ran across the story while actually I was working. <laughs> but anyway, still ran across the story. And I swear to you, by the time I finished it, I was like, <laughs> oh. it's, it's a sad story, but it, it's a great story. Just It reaffirms what we're saying about the connection between an animal and their, their owner. And this particular story is um, about a dog name, and I don't know if I'm saying it right or not. It's spelled H-A-C-H-I-K-O. I said Hachiko, so I'm not sure if that's Hey, I'm going with you on that. Okay, I don't know if that's exactly how you pronounce this dog's name, but he was a dog who belonged to a professor who taught in Japan. And, okay. Ready, I'm going to start crying. Just take over, Jay. Okay, okay. Please don't, because I might come along with you. Please. please. I'm just going to read it, and that way I just, because if I talk about it, I'll cry. So I'll just read it to you the story where I um, actually got it. Um, So in 1924, a professor that taught in Japan um, had a name. He he, uh, brought a dog named Hachiko. I think that's what it is, how you say the name to live with him, and the two developed a routine where the dog would see the professor off at his home and then meet him at the train station later. Then one day, the professor didn't show up at the train station and come to find out that he had had a stroke at the university that day and actually died. And so, yes, they actually gave Hachiko away to another owner, but Hachiko would often escape and turn up at his old home. And the dog must eventually realize that the professor wasn't coming home, so he went to look for him at the train station. And for and this is what just made me break down and cry. For 10 years, for 10 years following it, Taichiko would arrive at the train station exactly when the evening train would show up and would wait for his former owner. 
there at the train station, and the other commuters noticed that how loyal he was and began to give him food and snacks. And he even gained national attention there in Japan from one of the former students of the professor, kind of began to publish articles and things about him. And one artist there even built and erected a bronze statue in the dog's um, honor while he was still alive. Unfortunately, in 1935, Hachiko passed away, but they still kind of honor him, and his legend is still kind of known there in Japan. So, And they even made, actually, Richard Gere, they made a, a story about it. So I guess this, this, I'm not really sure what the story, and I should have did more research to know what the name of the movie was, but they made a movie about this story, and Richard Gere played the actual professor. And oh, my gosh. So, so the dog was still coming back for, like, 10 years, still expecting his owner to be there. His owner to come. He would escape away from where they actually relocated and gave him away to another person and go back to the train station at the exact same time when the owner would show up. It just broke my heart to just think that that dog, if he would probably sit there and look, you know, every person looking, waiting for his professor his owner to come off that train, and it's just after ten ten years. There's 365 days in a year. Yes. Every oh my gosh. Year, every day he would come there and wait for his owner to come and get off, and it just broke my heart to sit there and think of him every day getting up, coming there, waiting for his owner, and it not happening, and they having to get him and probably take him back home, and then the next day he would get up and do it, and just you know how. I've seen when Boomer would wait for somebody to come home, and he would just how he would just sit there intently looking out the door, waiting for you know my sister or somebody to come home, or for my father to come home or something like that, and just see how eager he was and how he would just look away. So it just broke my heart to see because they actually have a picture and maybe we can put it up on the site um, of what he actually looked like, and just to see his little face waiting for the owner to come and just when the train would probably just stop and he didn't get off and it would move on and everybody would go to, the, you know, the cars or whatever and whatever and he would just sit there and no one came to be. It just broke my heart and I just mm. lost it. So that's Well, please, please provide um, provide me with the link and I'll be sure to put that on Facebook. And, mm. hey, we, we have a caller in the queue. Do you have a okay? Good. We so have a caller. Get call. the break down. Let's let's see. We can go ahead and connect our caller if we're not having any technical difficulties. Hello, caller. Are you there? Yeah, I'm hoping that um, I stopped it from crying on the air. <laughs> Did I? Oh, okay. Yeah. Actually, it was a touching story. I never heard about that. I, I, I presume then that the professor was somebody from America or England if um, if uh, Richard Gere played him. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. I, okay. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't do some more research to actually find out more about the professor and, and why, but I know that there is an actual movie out there somewhere where Richard Gere played the they actually made a movie of it. He actually played the professor in this, though. So. Yeah, well, I'm, unless they put him in, you know, um, Japanese makeup, um, I would presume it would probably be an accidental. <laughs> I know they probably had to speak it a little <laughs> Well, the reason I called then is because did you hear about, I don't know how long ago, but I saw it on YouTube where a little boy, maybe around five years of age, um, was playing out there in the front yard, went around the car, 
And the dog from the neighbor next door, um, I don't think they normally kept him on a leash, I'm not sure, but he, he, he left his particular property, saw the boy, <clears throat> went around the car, bit the boy's leg, was dragging the boy, but the boy's cat came out, yes. bum-rushed yes. the dog, and bumped the dog in the belly, and then chased the dog down the street. Yes, that's the one we were talking about earlier oh, in the show. Yes, we did that see that. Oh, oh okay. We, that, oh, well, I'm too late then. No, 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 not at all. No, that is like an awesome story. That came out with that cat. I was telling Jay, that cat came out with a mission. That cat was on Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing was that stopping that little tiger. <laughs> she, I don't know if it was a he or she, but it charged it it knew exactly what it was doing. It knew mm-hmm. exactly what it was about to do, and it came out on a mission. And that dog cut loose. Oh yeah. <laughs> you you the tiger behind it or something. That dog was a scaredy cat, I'll tell you. After yeah, that, yeah, uh, exactly. It certainly wasn't the cat that time. Yeah, <laughs> he, he oh, that mm, rammed that <laughs> rammed that dog, and that dog was so surprised. That dog said, "I'm not messing with this cat," and just took off. <laughs> Yeah, there was another one too I saw, but it doesn't doesn't really I don't really recall it by by now. But I wanted to call in to 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 talk about that, and um, that story was so oh that you almost made me cry. I was bawling on that. I actually kind of was doing some research while I was working, but Mm -hmm. research. And I read that story, and by the end of it, I was sitting there, like, just wiping tears from my chin because I was like, I just pictured the poor little thing sitting there. It's so weird this happened. And I thought, oh, my Lord. And it was just, I was gone for the rest of the day. But it, there's it, another story. It's not heroic, but there's a dog. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, the cop. The You know how dogs get attached to their canine owners, the cops. So yeah. uh, the cop, I think, retired, and then two years later, the cop came back to, I don't know, maybe the visit or something like that. And um, the cop walked through, I guess, the bullpen where they were keeping the dogs or retraining the dogs. The dog recognized the cop something like uh, 20 yards away, 10 yards away, and immediately started rushing towards the cop. Uh, did you hear the stories about the wolves? No. Wild no. wolves, which were... Um, they weren't domesticated. They were still wild, but I guess the environmentalists, they became very friendly with the wolves. And they fed them, petted them, or you know, actually had a connection with the wolf. And then the, uh, the researcher left and came back, maybe a couple of years later, and the wolf recognizes the researcher. And remember now, the wolf is not domesticated, it's not tamed, but started licking the face of the research, and it, and it showed me how big these wolves are. You know, these wolves are huge, and you know, oh, it, oh, and it was it was sweet. You know, it happened a couple of times. I remember seeing a video where a guy raised a cougar, let the cougar go into its normal wild habitat, so the cougar settled down with the family, and then the the owner, after maybe ten years, came back, found the cougar in its lair, reached in to bring out the cougar, to drag the cougar out, and the cougar let him because he recognizes this man as being the former owner. Oh, it's oh really, wow. Yeah. Oh, another story. Oh, oh, did you... How about the one with the gorilla? Did you hear... I think it was in... 
the Brazilian jungle, I believe. And the gorilla was raised. Yeah, it wasn't an heroic act, but what was what was really cool about it, the the owner had the gorilla for about I don't know four or five years, and then let the gorilla go, and of course to you know acclimate itself in the wild. Came back about five years later. The gorilla is now grown, has a family of his own. The owner finds the gorilla, and the gorilla just bear hugs the guy, <laughs> won't let him go. <laughs> Okay. I now it's not it. a little gorilla anymore. It's a big gorilla. So this guy knows better than to try to take the hands and the arms away from him. <laughs> so he lets the gorilla hug him, and then the gorilla introduces his wife to the guy. And so then the guy has to, has to, yeah. Then after being there for like for like a day, right? And they got acquainted, and the gorilla's happy. The researcher has to leave. So the researcher gets into his canoe. Starts to leave. The gorilla follows him up river. Crosses. Oh, uh, yeah, it's oh, oh, I wish I wish humans were like animals. <laughs> you know, I really do. Sometimes I just kind of I would always say this to people. You know, I think I just want to go live in the woods with animals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Sometimes just humans every animal. Yeah. Sometimes. When you were talking about what's that, your name, sir, and where are you calling from? I'm Joe. I'm from uh, Montana. Oh, wow. Cool. Hey, Joe. Yeah. You know, how, that, how long that, have you been listening to the show? Oh, I just found it now. Uh, you picked up oh, on good. about, good. Um, cool. I guess, six or seven minutes, which isn't too bad. Most hosts, they don't really look at the switchboard. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know. But then when you started saying that dog in Japan waited ten years for the master... I'm thinking, hey, I haven't even had a relationship that lasted over two years with a girl. And this and this dog's got ten years worth of loyalty. Find me a girl like that. All right, you know. Oh, God. <laughs> you, know, Joe, you know, Joe, I'm telling you, uh, people, I'm telling you, get, get your good pet. Get your good yeah. pet. Cause sometimes the girlfriend or the boyfriend won't be the pet, that pet, that cat, or that dog. Oh, you they know, it's down the door. They they don't care what it like, they don't smell like, they don't care. Just feed them, mm-hmm. be nice to them, and you got a friend for life. That's the whole thing. Exactly. If you treat the dog nice, even if you treat the dog not nicely, he still will forgive you. you. He'll still be your friend. Exactly. Exactly. You know, that, that, that is so true. That is so true. And, uh, well, and thank uh, you so much for calling, Joe. We actually have somebody else in the queue. What kind of well, I can hold today? on if you want. Uh, are you, if you're going to mute me, I might as well just leave. Eh. All right. I'll hold on for a second, Joe. We're okay. going to catch this other caller in, please. Oh. Hi, caller. Are you there? Hi. Yes, I am. Hello. How are you? I'm doing well. Can you guys hear me all right? Yeah. Yes. What's your name and where are you calling from? My name is Erica. I'm calling from from Washington D.C. and I work for Vibrant Pets. And we had uh, one of our followers from Twitter recommend that we listen to the show. So I've been listening in, and I just wanted to call and say that this is a really great topic to discuss and bring up. And um, you know, in in our company, <clears throat> excuse me, in our company, uh, Vibrant Pets, you know, we we really focus on pet health and nutrition, but 
you know, ultimately these are our pets and, and these are these are members of our family. And our pres- the president and CEO of Vibrant Pets is Lee Phillips, and he has a service dog. And so I also just wanted to bring up in the context of this conversation the bond that people have with their service animals and and how much they do to to help and protect and um, and make lives more comfortable for anybody who has one. Exactly. Thank so you cool. so much for calling in. And, and you know what? I've seen you guys on Twitter, and I, I think we're following you. Do you follow me? Yeah, show? Yep. yeah, we've been following you guys, and you guys have been following us, and so um, I was really happy that somebody brought up, you know, when the when the show was because I just didn't know. So you guys are doing a great job. Thanks so much. Thank you so much. That is so sweet. You have a wonderful weekend. Okay, you too. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Well, Dee, we're on fire today. <laughs> How awesome is that? Uh, and, and it's always wonderful when you hear positive comments about the show, and that is just that—that that was my goal for the show when when I started it up. And I'm so glad that you've been on board with me. And it almost moves me to tears because this this is what I've always wanted. And yeah. and and thank you so much, guys, the Vibrant Pets, for listening in and for following us and supporting us. And and it, it's just a beautiful feeling. Thank you so much. Vibrant Pets, you rock. <laughs> yes, you do. Yes, you, you do. And you know what? We have another caller. Do we now? Okay, cool. Yes, we do. And we've got about seven minutes and 30 seconds left, so I'm going to patch the caller in okay. just a second. Hello, caller. Are you there? Hello? Sounds like we have a bad connection. Can you hear us, caller? If you can't hear us, can you hang up and try to call back again? Yeah, I think we're having a bad connection. If at all possible, um, hang up and try to call us again. We'd love to um, hear from you. Yeah, they've fallen out of the queue. I think they may try to call again. Cool, 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 cool. Call us back. And, and see, that just makes me so happy, and, and I know we, we need to be staying on topic, but that, that was just so awesome. And, and thank you, Joe, for calling in, too. I, I apologize. I think we lost you. But thank you so much for calling in, Joe, from Montana. That, that was really cool. Thank you so much. Yes. Yeah, because I, I think that was our first caller from Montana. Was it? Cool, cool, cool. And yeah. You can say you rock and putting light on the service dogs and, and pets that do so much for us. Thank you so, so much for that. Yes, yes, because I, I think even in college, I think I think in a class that we took together, I couldn't remember if the young lady in our, it was in our music class, I don't know if you remember, I don't, I can't remember if she was deaf or she was blind, and I remember she had a German Shepherd dog that would be in our class with us. I remember completely because I loved that. I used to, and I knew the dog was working, so I didn't want to. You know how I am about dogs, so I knew the dog was working, so I didn't want to kind of like attack the dog and attack her. But I just thought I would. It would just just make me feel so good to see that every day that we would go to that class and she would show up with her dog, and the dog would just 
you know, just be helping out and everything. So I was like, okay, you can't pet the dog. You just let the dog actually work in. They're doing a service, you know. But I don't think she would have minded. I don't think they would have minded. But it was so awesome to see that. Yeah, yeah. And like you said, you want to pet the dog, but you're like, no, that dog's on duty. You shouldn't yeah, probably exactly. do that. But. You know, I don't, I don't, I mean, because I have actually gone to someone and just, you know, just been curious about it. And, and they're there, but you also have to understand that they are working. They are, you know, providing a service, and, and they're on duty. So you want to, you know, not take them away from what, what the, their goal is. But it's kind of hard because they're so cute. Yes, they are. <laughs> yes, they are. And then, and then also, you know, you have to think about our dogs that are even on the police force. You know, they they give a great service, too. You know, the dogs that sniff out the, you know, drugs, and, you know, and, and I'm sure they're used for plenty of other things. Our dogs that are serving in the military, we have, you know, the 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 dogs that I think with the bomb sniffing dogs or the, that they go in. Yes, and, yes. And, and see, that's so dangerous, you know, and they're putting their lives on the line just like, you know, our military people. Exactly. You just see that and you just, oh, I tell you, I love seeing this. I mean, unfortunately, I just remember back, you know, the whole 9-11 thing, but just seeing the dogs that were going in and, and, and being able, and they were working just as hard as the men and women that were there, you know, the responders and everything. So you just right. want to take your hats off and bring your heart out to all of our pets that are there to provide services that, you know, we as human beings probably couldn't do because they bring something special to the table that we don't have. Yes, definitely, definitely. And if there isn't a national pet service day or something like that, there should be one. There probably is. You know, that's something we probably need to look into. Exactly. There probably is one, though. I was thinking that there's probably one. I know there has to be. And you know what? I'm just realizing that during the show I didn't give out our normal call-in number, and it's weird on one of the shows where I didn't mention the number, we actually had three people call in. So that was pretty cool. That is cool. We're liking that. That is cool. But for those of you who are not able to call in since we're about to soon wind down, we only maybe have about three minutes of the show left, be sure to listen to our show in the archives at blogtalkradio.com forward slash cheese authority, that's S-H-E-S-A-T-O-R-T-I-E, or check us out on Facebook. Um, we're on facebook.com forward slash Missy dot show four four. We're also on Twitter, as we mentioned with Vibrant Pets, and they're one of our followers on Twitter and we also follow them. We're at twitter.com forward slash Missy Show. And also we have a blog for those of you who didn't know that um our blog address is she's com, And I will have to um Give a link to um, Vibrant Pets um, Twitter. I, I don't know theirs by heart, but I can um, look that up at on our Facebook page for anyone who may want to follow them on Twitter. And I'll have to look into it and also see if they have a Facebook page because that would be cool too for us to link up on there. Cool. This has and been a great show. It's this been an awesome show. This has been like one of the best ones. Joe from Montana, Vibrant Pets. You rock. <laughs> you rock. Thank you. We hope you guys continue to listen. And, and I know, Joe, this was your first time, you know, calling in and tuning in to us. I hope you um, maybe check out any past shows in the archives or also, you know, continue to keep listening. Um, October will be an interesting month for us because we're going to continue our Pets in the Paranormal theme. And um, it's going to be a 
pet spooktacular month, so all of our episodes will have something to do with um, pets and the paranormal. And also for our next week, don't forget to join us for our 25th episode that would have been for this week, but I was on location last week and I wasn't able to do a live episode, so we um, re-aired Pets and the Paranormal last week, so that pushed our 25th episode up to August 30th, and that episode is going to be the Missy Show Review, where you can call in and ask us questions, and Dee and myself will also be asking each other questions in case you wanted to know what what was our favorite episode? Do we have a least favorite episode? Just whatever questions you might want to know, you know, uh, feel free to call in or, you know, listen at us next week. And let's see, was there anything else I wanted to add? Anything else you wanted to add, Dee? No, I just enjoyed this show. I'm still sitting here looking at Hachiko's picture. I need to move it. <laughs> yeah, don't don't start crying. Don't start crying. But just don't forget to give me the link and, you know, we'll um, – post some links on our Facebook page. We usually do that after the show. And then I'll also uh, put up a blog entry and, you know, put out some tweets and everything. But once again, thank you, Joe from Montana. Thank you, Vibrant Pets. We love all our listeners, and we hope you guys tune in next week. Have a great weekend, everyone. Have a good weekend. Bye. Bye.